Hi, I'm Claire Hooper. Bron and Claire have let me do my own ad for my new book, Princess Benjamina Has a Very Cheeky Bum. It's really cute. It's in bookstores now. Uh, okay, I'll let you have the girls now. By the way, Bron and Claire, they are super hot, super wise, super smart. I love them so much. That was part of the payment for the ad. Fun fact about Claire. Every week we have a good Sheila's meeting and every week I ask her, what's something embarrassing you've done for a fun fact? <laughs> and she says, oh, heaps of things because I'm really impulsive because I've got ADHD. And I say, amazing, please give me evidence. And she says, I can't remember because I've got ADHD. <laughs> God, I've got so many character defects that are coming out of my eyeballs, but now I can just blame them on my disability. Yay! <laughs> Yay at last, it's not your fault. It's not my personality. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Sheilas, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes all of us tick. I am Bron, a Melbourne comedian. No, wait, just a comedian. I haven't been in Melbourne for ages. Keep going. (laughs) Okay, and I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. Uh, We're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for good Sheila's. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are you going? I am very good. I'm very good. How good, are you? Good, good, I'm good. I'm good. Before we um, have a little chat about where we're at, what the devil are we talking about this week? I will start to tell you. We are unpacking <laughs> what is happening with the coalition and talk about what really needs to change And just a hot tip, it's probably just getting rid of them. Yeah, look, it's not going very well for them. We're also (laughs) going to talk about big things that we've learned in the past year on what we're fairly sure is probably our one-year anniversary of Good Sheila's. It has to be. I think it has to be, surely. We've been doing this for 100 years, all one year. Yeah, it feels like a long time. It's it's 34 (laughs) years. Uh, It's at least um, 34 years. It's got to be, I reckon it's about 13 months. It's It's amazing. It's a long time. can you, we were we were we were so young. I have a I have a I have a very fond memory of us just before the world ended, sitting in my garage, and for some reason we were taking photos of ourselves in my messy garage, eating hot cross buns and drinking Aldi wine. And I don't know why, oh. but we did that. <laughs> then we posted it. We were like, "This makes sense." And look how far we've come, babe. Look how far I do look. miss. I miss Aldi rosé and I miss hot cross oh. buns. Yeah, but we are actually traveling through time this week, aren't we, babe? This is the future, or it is, is it the, the past? I mean, as in, um, this is the future. We are we are recording well, a now. couple of weeks before we are releasing this because we're time travelers and wizards, and also we're the most organized podcasters anyone's ever met. <laughs> we regularly, almost always, release all the time exactly when we say we will. Do you know the? I reckon the where we perform the worst is when we make promises. I don't know what it is. Exactly. As, the uni, as we go, do you know what we're gonna make? Do this post. It nothing could go wrong. <laughs> and then we're like, hey guys, we promise we're gonna release this episode about this tomorrow. 
and then we actually do the recording and then the recording's fucked and then we can't release it or we just don't do the recording and we pretend we never made that promise. (laughs) I mean, there have been many, many complicating factors over the last year. We've had quite a chaotic and life-changing one for both of us and we'll talk about what that's taught us at the end of the episode. But, um, yeah, it's surprisingly hard to do anything. Yeah, yes. Especially especially when you think it's going to be easy you're like what could go wrong when I make a promise I've never broken a promise (laughs) except for every promise I've made do you (laughs) want to do you want to tell our beautiful listeners why we're recording two weeks before we're traveling into the past (laughs) uh because I'm gonna have a baby get out of town I'm going to do that I'm going to do it once again once again, I'm it's gonna have it, a baby, and then um, so when people can third hear time this, lucky, maybe you'll like this one. Oh, God, I really, I genuinely did not like my first two when they were tiny. Oh, I liked Eddie enough, but I uh, when they were teeny weeny was that was really hard. But now I really like them, and I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, lovely kids. Yeah, I'm just really excited to have another one. Like I, I feel like yeah. I feel like it's. It's crazy to think that there's going to be someone that I'm going to like just as much as these two no. dickheads that I get so excited about seeing every and single it's school be pickup. Tiny and so lovely little babies are just so beautiful and just holding them and oh my god and and here's here's it's an eviction date it is an eviction date and. We know this baby is coming in a couple of days and it is so exciting. It's true. I'm so excited. I really wanted to do, um, I really wanted to do, like, have that natural, Mm. I I hate the word natural around the earth. I think it's It's a a fucked word. word. What a fucked adjective. Fuck off, natural. I wanted wanted to go into labor. Fuck off trees, fuck off the oceans, fuck off everything. Yuck, yuck, yuck. (laughs) I wanted to go into labor just like, you know, see what my body does. But I, you know, yeah. I, I, uh, Olive and Edie, both of them, I had to be induced. Well, had to is a strong, strong term for that. But I was ready to do it. And so yeah. uh, they kind of suggested it and I jumped on that. I was like, yes, I'm sick of being pregnant. But this time I was like, I'd love to see what it feels like to just be like walking around the shops or at the house and just be like, oh. Oh, it's coming yeah. on by itself. Like, I want to see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. It Instead so of magical, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, like I'm sure it's not. It's not the best thing that's ever happened to people. But I, I just wanted to have that experience. And this time, I thought that yeah. I would be. I thought that I would have that, but I am not. One, I'm not very patient, and also the hospital's like, look, we can induce you now. Um, we don't have to, but we can. And I'm like. Yes, yes, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Like I was at when you, you I, Clay, you just came to visit me in Brisbane. Congratulations! And Congratulations. it was, it was a. Um, we went out for dinner with all of Lucas's lovely family. He's got a beautiful, wholesome, yeah, extended does. family. Such lovely, lovely people. Oh my god, they're so nice. They're and so nice. Um, my father-in-law bless his heart, was trying to make me feel better because I was obviously just sweaty and enormous sitting across from him at the table. And he said, how are you feeling? And I said, tired and I don't want to do this anymore. And he laughed and said, it's okay. It's only like two or three weeks to go, right? And I almost flipped the table. It's like, like, oh, yeah, remember all those times that you had a fucking baby? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, like, logically, someone says there's only two or three weeks to go of anything. You're like, oh. 
Okay, fine. Yes, that does seem like a tiny amount of time in the grand scheme of things. But the grand scheme of things is a massive dick right now. And I cannot. It is. And every minute when you're pregnant, you're aware of every single Mm. minute that goes by. And you are uncomfortable in every single minute. And I have to say, mate, like I have never seen you so like so knackered and so like fuck my life than I had than I did when when I visited you were just not I'm just not good at pregnancy (laughs) I don't like it I don't like it I've said this the whole time Penny no it's not a surprise to anyone I don't like being pregnant I'm very lucky in the fact that it happens easily and I'm I'm very aware that it's like that people would who struggle to get pregnant would hate hearing me talk about how Mm. uncomfortable I am and how upset I am about being pregnant like I get that it's an insensitive angle but I acknowledge that and I'm sorry, but also I fucking hate it. It is exhausting, like emotions are not all over the place and just like my body isn't mine and I'm just so tired and I just – just a day of of it is hard and then go, that's cool, do it for 10 months. And you're like, excuse me. No, excuse me not. Fuck off. (laughs) Excuse me, I said no, 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 no. I'm so sorry, no. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So thankfully, the um, hospital is sick to death of me complaining. I had this one moment where I went into the hospital up here for like a, just an appointment with a midwife and I was 30 weeks pregnant and I walked to the hospital from my house because it's actually quite close. But it was the middle of the day. So it was about, I don't know, 500 metres in walking on the sun. And then I got to the hospital and I went into this with this midwife and this midwife was about 23 and her, uh, she had a student midwife with her and that lady was maybe in her 40s. And I sat down, I was this sweaty mess and the midwife, the young midwife was like, how are you going? I was like, I hate this. Um, I've come in today to be induced. <laughs> and she was like, um, I'm so sorry. And she like looked, glanced at this woman like it was a teaching moment and was like, Oh, look, I'm so sorry. It is unsafe to do that. And I was like, <laughs> what? She was like, I'm weird. And she like put her hands together and leant in towards me and like tilted her head and like scrunched her forehead and was like, look, I'm so sorry, but we will not be inducing you today. At 30, 30 weeks, weeks is pregnant. not safe. I was like, can you? fuck off I was like I'm joking <laughs> and they were like the, the student midwife like the grown woman was like um she's I think she's kidding and the girl was like okay well we just have to take jokes very seriously here <laughs> I was like, what I hate everything I'm so annoyed but so I have been annoyed. ready I'm annoyed for you yeah thank you thanks but I'm ready but I'm ready and so this is Let's why do we're it. doing it early Yes, this little Jackson. I'm very happy to tell it. Be the first one to tell everyone what what the name is. It's Jackson Braxton, and with it's it's J A X X X Y N, and then Braxton is B R A X X X X Y Y N N. That is the more repetition of the letters, the better. That's it's what the I perfect say. Perfect name for a beautiful baby. <laughs> My favorite, uh, my favorite thing in um, the last few weeks of your horrible, endless pregnancy, which has gone for four hundred years, I might thank add. Thank you. It's been thank very, you. very boring for me in particular. But it has just <laughs> been the longest pregnancy. Like, remember we we thought that that Frida was a really long time. Nah, yeah. this one has been. This one Forever. has been like they should name like you know how there's like the Jurassic and the Triassic and the Cretaceous and then there's bronze pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't know any of those things, but sure, sure, sure. And there's dinosaur periods, mate. Claire, as if I would care. Do you even dinosaur? No, because I'm a grown woman (laughs) who understands the difference between fact and fiction, Claire. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, your pregnancies are long. And I've just long. really enjoyed making, like, just giving him names, and it's just been the best. Good. Because there's such yeah. just the worst names in the world. Out yeah, you have. Jackson Braxton really is one. going to be gorgeous. Isn't he? I wonder what his name will be. We can't decide. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Who cares? Who Your cares? kid sounds loud. Uh, we, <laughs> could, you, could you actually just hear that? <laughs> yeah, I could definitely hear that. Sorry, guys. The yelling in the background is one of my children. She's very old now, so we don't care about her anymore. <laughs> She's fine. She could call the police if she needs them. <laughs> so, Claire, we've got to talk about something that, uh, whilst it seems uh, it seems relevant right now, I have no doubt in my mind it's going to be still relevant in a couple of weeks when we oh, release this. So, because it's obviously it's been happening for a billion years with mm-hmm. the Liberal Party since the Jurassic times, but it is also hey, it, it doesn't seem to be my dinosaur girl in the Harry Potter, <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't seem to be changing. So, like. With the Liberal Party, we have made quite a few posts a bit about this um, on our Instagram, and if you haven't followed us on Instagram, you're probably the only people in the world. But we, yes, are, we have um, been on a bit of a tirade. We are not apolitical yeah. on Good Sheila's, especially yeah. the. T- but we cannot spell because I constantly am posting things where I'm ranting, ranting, and then everyone's like, "Hey, Parliament has lots of letters in it. It's not that." <laughs> Why did you why did you abbreviate Parliament <laughs> by one letter? <laughs> good one, Claire. My brother um, texted me, he was like, um, you have made the most embarrassing spelling mistake on Good Sheila's. I was like, wasn't me. And then, he, and then <laughs> when I checked it was correct. So it wasn't up there for too long, don't worry. Fixed it. Fixed it. Very but we are angry at the at the Liberal Party right now. We're super cranky because they keep fucking up and they don't seem to be fixing anything. Like no, everything seems to not. be like and like they're quite big spot fires that they kind of dance around for a bit, like in some weird ceremony, and then kind of put it out and act like it was never there. And then another spot fire pops up and another, another one, another one, another one. And what we're conditioned to do is because as the public is we just accept that they're just going to keep happening. Yeah, and we are like, oh, yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, that's a massive fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So like even like just an example, just I was thinking because I was talking to Lucas about all this. I was like, fuck, the Liberal Party's been like every party fucks up. It's not we're not it's not just the Liberal Party, but the, we're talking about the Liberal Party right now because they're the most powerful and also because they seem to fuck up more. Uh, and they, yes, are, they do. And, and in worse yeah. and in worse ways. Like, and, yeah. but it's not. It's, it's also that they double down. I mean, it's like here, here is all this evidence that you have a culture of misogyny and harm and bullying and sexual violence. And they're like, but we have wives and daughters. <laughs> And then exactly. there's like, okay, there's I guess Jenny. That's, a, that's a very compelling defense. <laughs> Jenny, and Jenny's then, and then here. And then everyone's like, okay, we're just going to do, we're just like, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, nothing. And yeah, like, they do okay. that, do that horrible thing that like the weird auntie at Christmas does where she takes all the crackling and you have to be like, yeah. oh, you took all the crackling and they're like, what are you going to do? 
And then you it's, have to keep like moving because it's Christmas. Exactly. Because you just can't stop, won't stop. And it's, it's kind of like when, you know, like when old people are really racist and everyone's like, oh, they grew up in a different generation. I yeah. feel like we do that to the Liberal Party irrespective of what they, we're like, oh, they're just conservatives. They're just a bit They don't fucked. get it. And it's like, yeah. actually, I quit. I just quit. Yeah, we, we quit your Liberal Party. But the one that I was thinking, the one that, the one that I thought about, um, that just the other day when I was talking to Lucas, we, where it felt like it went seemingly um, unpunished and the Liberal Party just kept charging on with the exact same behaviour was 12 years ago, Liberal MP Tony Bus- Buswell broke down in the media because he had to admit that he sniffed a female staffer's chair in front of all of these people, like which would have been so disgusting. Imagine if you just stood up, Claire, revolting. and someone sniffed your chair. It's just it would... such, it is such a disgusting invasion of, of, of somebody's personal space, of just a complete, it's, it's, just, it's just, it's really, really invasive things to do. And it was, it was, a, it was a while ago and yep. he then denied it a number of times. He denied it 13 times. And um, oh, wow. and then he finally admitted it. <laughs> oh, that lady's chair! Oh no, I oh, sniffed that one. Yes. I'm so sorry. I did yeah. sniff that. I did. Oh my god! I completely forgot that I am a sexist mm-hmm. fucking pig. Yeah, I'm but so, the other thirteen times so when you sorry. asked me, absolutely didn't do it. But now, and yes, he I did in do Parliament that. until 2014. Why, 2014. Well, why would he? Well, he said sorry. Which is, uh, to be honest, more than what a lot of them are doing. But they've yeah. had so like so that that is so like super gross. And one, one he had. This is what's interesting about like so many things are interesting about this. And when I say interesting, I mean like rank. Is he had an audience for that? So yeah. it's like you know how our sense of humor is only funny mostly just to you and I. Um, and mm. we pick you can't like I wouldn't be able to walk into you know, the pharmacy and be able to crack a joke to the pharmacist that you would get because I'd be like, wrong audience. Absolutely, this guy will not think it's funny when I talk about, um, I don't know, Jurassic Park. And he, and, <laughs> but I have to, obviously. And then I have to like, but I have, so I have to cater for that. So what this guy did is he sniffed this woman's chair knowing that he had the right audience for this. Yeah, he had exactly. a people he who were like, safe. oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd be like, "Excellent, this is." And he like he would have had heaps, heaps of people being like, "Yeah, that's hilarious." And it was it was hilarious enough for them to actually take evidence of it and not to incriminate him, but to be like, "That's funny enough to us to look back on." Yeah, yeah. Creeps. And also, just, I just want to I just want to point out as well, like we talk a lot about you know the link between kind of gendered harassment and bad behavior and kind of other forms of violence. And Troy Buswell is a really, really perfect example. So he was the former WA treasurer. So he's quite, he's quite high profile. And um, in, uh, in actually just, just last year, he faced court for a whole number of family violence charges where oh. he, yeah, he aggravating like a, with grievous bodily harm, like pretty serious bloody stuff on a number of occasions. So, you know, this is, 
not only the, the events themselves are harmful, right? If somebody in a mm. workplace sniffs your chair in a, in, and, and makes and makes a joke of it in front of everybody and objectifies and reduces you like that, that is going to be deeply harmful. But also, it is bloody symptomatic of attitudes towards women elsewhere, right? And here, well, here is it. a beautiful illustration of a fuckwit who doesn't value women very much and thinks that they are objects for his pleasure and his use and his abuse. Well, exactly. It's not. It doesn't just. He doesn't just go home and be like, "Oh no, this woman's different to that woman because yeah. um, she's got a different haircut, or she didn't stand up to me in Parliament, or whatever." Yeah. This is like it's the same. It's the t- same brush, tar with same brush. It's like this yeah. is all how women are I shit, see you, and I don't care about them, is, and I'm in charge. Yeah, and this is why it was like it was so important when um, when Scomo said that thing about, "Oh no, Jenny told me." What if it was my daughter? Da, yeah. da, da. It's like, oh, my God, you really can't even separate this at all. Like it is no. all women are this, all women yeah. are that. And if I'm sniffing someone's chair, it means that I believe that all women are, you know, open to ridicule. Yeah. Like, and that they're, um, they're less than. We can yeah. Be, and, then, and I'm in control. It's about power. And they had this even the, probably one of the grossest ones that's actually just come um, uh, this week exposed lately. And exposed is a great word to use because there's evidence of four men exposing themselves within Parliament and one Libsa a staffer wanking on a female staffer's desk. Uh, Isn't yep. that and un- unidentified? Like he and, kept and his. So, uh, well, he's he's been identified by a number of people, but we don't want to get sued, so we won't see it. Say so on everyone fucking knows who he is. He's recently lost his job, but, you know, he's definitely going to find himself again because this is what happens with these people. But he didn't just he didn't just wank on his on a female MP's desk. This is a minister. He sent videos of it to other staffers. Like there's a culture of this. Exactly. And so, like I said before, there's an audience for it. This is like he wasn't sending it to be like, please help me. Look at my problem. Look how look how poorly I behave. It wasn't a cry for help. It was I know you will find this funny. Yeah. because this is funny yeah and then they exactly. were like oh yeah that is funny and it's like I don't even know how he was ever being like I, I know that you said he's been identified but how has how is he able <laughs> to keep yeah, any how, yeah. any kind of an, anonymity here I know that word's hard but uh, <laughs> when, it, when it's like um no no you probably deserve to be named and shamed and probably sued by the mp that you did that to yeah exactly and also imagine coming there should be repercussions and this is just one of so many so many tell me about adam andrew lambing mate what is andrew lambing doing so um uh i read about this this morning and i was so annoyed because just the language that he so he's still so this was this is an mp from uh queensland and he told um uh, he's been like cyberbullying people, basically. So yeah, he's a couple gone... of women, a couple of local women in his electorate, like some mm, people who yeah. are the people he's supposed to serve. Yeah. So this is not like people that he's um, uh, that he's up against. These are people yeah. that are willingly supportive of him and supposed to be vice versa. But he's like, oh, this, um, you know, this I don't believe this, and I would like to see this, and just like pushing his power all over these people. And he says mm. he harassed this woman, uh, this one. Uh, it's a single mother as well. So 
not to say that single mom- mothers are weak in any way or like that they deserve like people's pity or people's like, you know, if they've done something wrong, their forgiveness. But it was, she hadn't done anything wrong and he was just, he knew her situation that she and everything and he came for her and he used really aggressive language. He was like, unfortunately, I make the rules and you follow them, which is yes. such a creepy thing to say to anyone. It's like, oh, sorry, who are you? <laughs> I'm Andrew Lemming. What is this like a massive bullying? So this is so this is just one of the things that came out. And we would not have this would not have seen the news if there was this uprising in um no. I guess in people's pushback on the uh, just party uh, of right our now. horror and our but but I mean this is a party. Let's just touch on a few things that they've done just in the last few years, okay? In twenty nineteen, Scomo said in a speech for International Women's Day that women deserve to rise but not at the expense of men. Mm, so <laughs> on, aggressive. It's just it's it's so 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 relaxing. And a man who like a, who spoke over his senior minister when she was asked about whether culture for women in parliament was improving, like he he. He, he 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 can't acknowledge women as human beings and it's it's just and and scomo's member of staff called a rape victim a lying cow like it's mm. just it's this is the culture this is just it's it's just it's just a really really broken toxic culture and not enough is is being done so linda reynolds was the was the minister who was um, who, who who was in charge of her portfolio when Brittany Higgins was raped, and it, and it came to her attention, and she was one of the people who covered up um, that 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 alleged sexual assault within you know within a workplace. Mm-hmm. Maybe really, because this is a workplace, and Christian Porter has continued to deny his historical rape allegation, but um, he's still on mental health leave. Um, but you know, we've we all we all you know, I guess we're very very clear that we we believe we believe the the woman who accused him of of rape, and um, it's very important that you know ideologically and as kind of supporters of victim survivors that we made that very clear. Um, they are reshuffling the cabinet, mm. so they're moving everybody around. But Scomo has so been convenient. very clear. Linda Reynolds and Christian Porter will remain on the front bench. They might, they might. So, so, so Linda Reynolds has already lost her defence portfolio. Um, but um, she'll stay on the front bench. She'll stay in like in control. She'll be she'll be in the play, right? And then mm. and then Porter, he's probably going to lose AJ, but he'll hold he'll hold on to industrial relations as his portfolio. Like, and this is very temporary. It's very temporary politicking. They're just having a little reshuffle, and everyone will forget, and then we'll move on, and we'll do exactly what we did before. Well, this is the thing. The spot fire. Look, we put it out. And yes. then in a minute it'll come back up. And it's like the I guess it's that thing of like how for this for this to come out and be exposed to the extent that it has been has been so many people who have had to mm. be terrified and brave enough to say actually he bullied me or actually he raped me or actually I'm scared but I'm still saying this is what's right and this is what's wrong and they're so powerful that they they put out fires all the time before the media get to them but this but there has been like the, the, the media is not letting go and there's a lot of people who are like this is not fair because this is trial by media this is um uh, you know, we have to. You have to let the courts decide. And a man is innocent until he is proven guilty. And the, this is a man's reputation that you're dealing with. And it's like, yeah, but there's no smoke without fire. And mm. there has been how like how many women have had to complain, or how many women have been too scared to complain? 
and not, uh, uh, to for us to get to this point. So I mm. I don't feel sorry for anyone no, who I is getting in trouble anyone. right now. Uh, I don't feel sorry for the backlash I've, um, that any of these blokes are facing, even the ones who cry in front of the media, even the ones whose reputation has been tarnished. It's like, yeah, but why is your reputation being fucked? Like, what do you, it, mate. yeah, do you not feel any <laughs> responsibility for that? How is this, how is this ABC's fault? And it's not just the yeah. ABC reporting on it. It's ten who, uh, ten who covered that the story on the guy who was wanking on the lady's desk. It's not just one, like you know, the just the left wing ABC people who like finally who are thinking like finally we can bring him down. This is like so many horrible people in the one party who fucked up and finally there's been enough media who've been like hey you guys keep fucking up hey yeah, and yes. what's so, what's and a, they're like no, no. yeah no, well, we that's won't. it's like the, it, you know the the like yeah, scomo is like oh well i fired that one guy and if Brittany higgins that the person who um was raped wants to reach out to me I will speak to her, but I'm not reaching out to her. It's like you. How are you? How are you taking this standpoint? <laughs> how do you feel like this is the right way to approach this when there's so many teachable moments in here? If he's the leader of this party, he needs to be like, you know what? Um, I'm going to even if I don't think women are equal. Um, right now my party's in heaps of trouble. I'm going to pretend that women are equal and I'm going to make some concerted efforts to show that I believe that. But all of his actions are are saying, (laughs) it's not a big deal, guys. I don't know why everyone's upset. It's like, what? Exactly. Like, what? You know, they, they, you know, we, we, okay, maybe they're human beings, but fuck, what else do you want from us? What else? God, (laughs) not at the expense of men. (laughs) My God. Yeah. Anyway, let's vote them out. Let us vote. Let's 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 just and this our the speculation that election will be called by 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 Christmas. Let's just bloody get rid. Like enough is enough, right, mates? Enough is enough. Mm. It's very very broken. We will continue to strongly advocate on our very apolitical platform. Yeah, um, and well, no and, one's listening. If they, I don't think. I don't know. Some of Lucas's um, right wing mates listen. Um, I don't think. I, I don't know, and I don't know what they think about this um, podcast, but they love us. I, I'm sure they're having a great time. Um, but it is, um, but I, I love that they listen. I think that's really important. I think we it still is. need to be listening to each other. Um, but it, I just, I, I'm at, I'm aghast at people still feeling sorry for any of these people. I, I am. I'm aghast, and I, I just, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of principle. I mean, I, I don't. I think we're at a stage, kind of socially and politically, where you can't separate kind of principle from policy, and policies, you know, they, they have, they have an impact. They have the, the leadership of, of a country and the way that people behave in those top echelons of power have an impact, and we can't pretend that we can separate kind of this ideological space from, you know, the, the, the work that's actually done. So mm. I, I don't know. I, I find it really, really challenging. Like obviously I will have the conversation, but I find it really, really challenging to uh, understand mm. why, how, how people can kind of say, oh, yeah, well, you know, we, I accept that they're really sexist and misogynistic and also they're pretty racist. And also, yeah. you know, they don't that's like okay. it's the people and they, they make policies that definitely – marginalize and disempower all these people but you know I just I'm a conservative at heart and I believe in small government and you know 
and yeah. a, a particular type, type of capitalism. So, you know, I'm going to keep voting for them. I just, I can't, I can't reconcile that. I just mm. can't. Yeah, it is. I, I do. I find it really tricky to for that. There's so much. There's so much to forgive, and such an and such an unforgivable party for for us for me to understand why anyone would still be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing the right thing because it always comes down to money anyway. It's always like, yeah, exactly. but we're the richest we've ever been. It's like, exactly. Oh, yeah. how Look at is all my that? investment properties. This is great. My life is great. Mm. And that's the other thing I, I guess I would challenge. Like, yes, you might individually benefit from the, you know, from the from the politics of, of the party that you follow. But, you know, it's we have a you know, we, we owe a lot to each other, you know, collectively mm. as a community. And sometimes that means sacrificing a little bit of, you know, your your wealth. Like, for example, you might have to pay a wee bit more tax, but hey, that tax is going to pay for hospitals and public schools and help to support vulnerable people. And those are all really important things. And I guess a broader conversation needs to happen right now about, you know, individualism and individual wealth and wealth accrual and, and all those things compared to, like, the greater good and, you know, what how we need to support each other. And I, I guess any of our listeners who are kind of umming and ahhing about who they might vote for or, or, you know, how they lean, I suppose I would encourage you to just look at your, you know, look at the lens through which you're assessing the parties and, and what, you know, I guess what do you genuinely believe? Do you genuinely believe that everybody should have a pretty good trot and have access to all the fundamental things that we agree that people mm. need or are you kind do of you leaning towards something that benefits you? Yeah, or do you believe in dinosaurs? Things like this. Exactly. It's really exactly. important. Things like this. Very important questions. <laughs> but we will, uh, let's move on, Claire, because we do, uh, uh, we are running out of time. The baby is on its way. We are running out of time. Way. We've both got meetings. We've both got lives. You're having a baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Your baby keeps yelling. <laughs> Shut she up, does. baby. I've had a few crashes in the background. Great. She's 12 Just... years old, too, Kiss. <laughs> So Claire, what have so this year over thirteen months of Good Sheila's, lots of things have changed. Obviously, for those who've listened, Claire's gone through quite a lot of things. Um, if you haven't, if you're not aware of those, go back to episode one. Start from there. Yeah, just Move listen to all through. of them. Listen. Just exactly. Just have go on a journey. Go on a journey. Don't don't do that. <laughs> some of them are very can, bad. Some of them are okay. God. Mm. Yes. So uh, what if, what's that? so broadly, I've I've come separated. We'll soon be divorced. Um, uh, got diagnosed with ADHD. As did my daughter. Global pandemic. Bloody bloody blah. Started a new job. Um, and and just lots of those little other things that come with just the you know the 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 ebb and flow of life. So it's been quite a hectic and hard year. And and you, Bron, you've had a massive one as well. Let's, oh, what, yeah. what, how would you summarize your last year? Well, I guess yes, sure. The pandemic. Then we move. We decided to have another baby, and so I've been pregnant for two hundred years. And now I've moved to Brisbane and continued my mm-hmm. comedy up here. And it's actually been pretty good, apart from pregnancy. Very good. Very, very good. That's wonderful, May. I'm so glad that you can reflect and feel good about your year. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, yeah. I feel really lucky that I I came out of 2020 being like, that was a pretty piece of shit year for everyone. And I don't miss being stuck in a house in Melbourne in the winter. They'll never miss that. Um, But Mm. I, um, yeah, things all kind of turned out really well. Yes, they did. I'm really, I'm really, really happy for you and really proud of you as well. You've done a lot of big, brave things. 
Thanks. Well, I've learned. So I'll, I'll go through some of the things that I've learned. I won't go through all of them. I'll just go through a couple. So one thing that I've learned, and this is what I found really difficult doing, uh, is actually having to promote myself. So mm. in comedy up here... I had to like, you have to reach out. You can't, No one just calls you up and they're like, hey, are you an aspiring comedian? Here, I'll give you a gig. Um, and it's this many t- minutes and it's this much money. It's just You have to like hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle and ask people and reach out to people who's who are rude to you sometimes and um, who people reach out to them all the time anyway. So you kind of feel like just like this annoying person and then having to say hey can I have a spot I'm pretty good I'm okay like I'm not gonna ruin your night kind of thing and then one guy said to me once uh, a room runner said can you just do a, bi- a quick write a quick bio for me because I need to um, I need to put it on the inter- like like on the on the promotional thing like mm. who you are and blah 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 mm. Anyway, I wrote it and I wrote it like I don't think I took a breath the whole way. I was so uncomfortable writing, you know, the things I've accomplished or the things, you know, like my comedy style or why people should come and see me. And I wrote it and I sent it to him and I said, I'm so embarrassed you reading this. Um, I feel like such a massive dick. And he was like, no one is going to promote Bron Lewis more than Bron Lewis. So you just have to get used to it. And I was like, fuck, he's actually right. No one's no one's like chasing me to find like you know to be like hey no no I'll tell I'll tell them that you're good because they're all trying to do that themselves and so I've had to I've had to like kind of suck it up Mm. and say and say things like can I have a 10 minute spot um it'll be it'll be good and having to like believe it myself in order for them to believe it and actually is fine and I'm like Okay, because I wouldn't have got that spot if I said, oh, just anything, like, I don't mind, just put me on whenever, look, I'm just new, I'm this, and da, da, da. And I hear, especially female comedians, saying yeah, that a lot up here. Just apologising for being there. Yeah. Oh, I'm not very good at the moment. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. only new. I've only been doing it for two years. That's why I'm not very good. It's like, what are you saying? You can't say that. Blokes don't say that. What are you – you have to be like, I'm – you know, I'm really good and, and it's I'm really getting better and better. And to do as well because we're taught to kind of downplay ourselves and it feels, it feels yucky to do it. Yeah. You have to, you have to practice, you have to learn to do it because it's something you're unlearning or that, you know, everything that's told you your whole life, oh, you know, you're lucky, you're so lucky to be here and apologize because you're annoying. <laughs> it's yeah. a massive, massive thing to kind of upturn and, and it's amazing yeah. that you've done it. Well, yeah, especially because comedy, especially Australian comedy, is so it's so self-deprecating. It's you yeah, can't be you have like... to take the piss, and especially, especially if you're a woman. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So it has. It, I'm still learning and stuff, but I'm actually I'm, I'm also observing how the difference between how women and men hold themselves in comedy mm. and how easy it is for women to be overlooked because they say things like, "Sorry." Uh, I just, um, I am not very or whatever. And then instantly you can't hear the rest of the sentence because it becomes redundant because Mm. they've made themselves redundant. So I'm not doing that. But anyway, what is yours, Claire? Um, Mine is a little bit more, I guess, inward facing. Um, I've I've just learned how to be emotionally honest. Well, I'm learning. I'm I'm very, you know, it's it's this day by day, step by step thing. I think um, we posted a few times on Good Sheilers about this concept of drinking from the cup, which I've, you know, which I've been um, 
are doing a whole lot of work on um and it's a it's an idea that we kind of hold as you know we 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 we, we don't process our grief or our anger or our sadness and we kind of push it down and push it away and i was very much did i did that constantly like if if something made me sad or something made me angry I wouldn't articulate it. I wouldn't deal with it. I would just kind of swallow it and it would go in me. And the idea is that when you do that, these things build and build and build. And eventually they, they you know, they, they, they mean, they mean that you react to things in a way that's not just representative of the situation that you're experiencing. It's representative of every other situation that's made you feel the same before. And so, um, you just, accrue you accrue grief you accrue kind of sadness and trauma and so on and you hold it in you and it just it's it, you just it, it just becomes overwhelming and it overflows and just because of the nature of the year that I had there was a whole lot in the cup and a whole lot of just things that I'd never articulated to myself or to other people but most critically I think even to myself and so I've been doing a really fucking hard practice and it's got two layers the the first one is that um I figured out that I've been drinking all my feelings (laughs) so I had this Mm. moment about a month ago this is all very recent I've been working on it for the last few months but the drinking thing's very recent where I realized that I was drinking to just not feel things so and I've been doing that steadily for a year like since Wally left um probably even before he left when like I would just I would just I just wait all day long until I could have a drink and then I drink and drink and drink and I drink and drink and drink so I didn't have to feel anything mm. and um and it was getting to a point where like you know it was it was quite an unhealthy level of drinking and also like it wasn't it, like it was starting to spill over I was just feeling really anxious and really sad and really tired and overwhelmed and all the things that happen when you're just not processing your emotions and so I've cut down, almost quit drinking. I think I've had a couple of drinks and I, I had a couple of drinks in Brisbane, but otherwise I've been drinking alcohol-free beer, which is actually delicious. It's yum. And it is yum. And I've, I've been, I've been feeling my feelings and it, oh my God, Bonnie, it is intense and it is painful and it is fucking hard. It's just really, really, really difficult to actually just sit with what you feel and understand it and, and it's yeah it's 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 very very unpleasant but Mm. it's also very freeing to be kind of emotionally honest and I've been seeing a really incredible psychologist who does a really great practice where um and I'll tell a little story before we um before we finish up so um I do a little bit of this work for her mostly on my own but with her um once a couple once every fortnight and um I was I was just uh, talking to her just yesterday about just just feeling quite profoundly lonely and um and she's like okay well you know how do you where do you feel this feeling and I was like huh I feel it in my torso like it's a very kind of physical like longing or very physical kind of feeling of emptiness and then she's like where you know she's like close your eyes like and how old are you when you feel this and I was like by this point I'm like openly weeping by the way it's just like floods of tears very 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 um very hard stuff but very very healing um and she's like, and I feel, and I was like tiny. I was like Stevie's age. I was six years old, and she did this practice. And it sounds so wanky. And five years ago, I would have been so scathing of this. But now that I'm getting old and a lot more open to these ideas, and a lot kinder to, kinder to, to you know, just self improvement and the idea that you know actually you do have to build self love and self worth. She did a meditation with me where I like I was I went I went and I met with my six-year-old self and I like played with her and I hugged her 
I mean, you can imagine I'm just like a bawling, weeping mess, like crying so hard that I couldn't see my whole jumper was drenched. But it was like, huh, like every time, every time I've ever felt lonely, this really profound longing as an adult, it all tracks back to, you know, me as a little kid being Six really lonely. Yeah. Oh, and this is really yeah. powerful. It's a really beautiful, really powerful thing to do. And the, the more, like, the, you know, the more I talk to kind of women I love about it, the more, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been doing that too. Like, for the last couple of years, it seems like a real kind of mid to late 30s vibe where we're all like, huh, I'm going to connect with myself and I'm going to actually feel my feelings. So I'm learning to but feel my feelings, Bron. In, in the, these women that you speak to are going back to their six-year-old selves? Oh, no, yeah, they're all going back to, like, most of these experiences. Are, this is obviously, this is just a, you know, it's a particular kind of type of psychology, but, like, they're just reconnect, they're just trying to understand how they started to feel and when they started to feel what they're feeling. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, I've, I think I've learned that, like, I used to compartmentalise my life and, like, have, be like, you know, we, you, know, you and I would have a disagreement or something as an example. Mm. And I would be like, huh, like this is this is my reaction to this, this is my feeling about this moment. But actually it's like a learned reaction to a series of events across my whole life, which, you know, all link together because they all connect to this feeling, right? And so yeah. I have not addressed the time before or the time before going back all the way back to how I was how I was a kid, but they're all connected in my behaviour and the way that I respond to them. And that so yeah, it's it's really it's lovely and really scary and really painful, but like I feel I feel really good about it. I'm really proud mm. of myself. Well, good on you, mate. That's great. You onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Onwards Big and hard upwards. years for both of us, but we we have learned a lot. We have. And we will talk about this stuff again. I mean, we always overlap. I feel like both of these things, like these le- lessons learned, probably deserve a bit more time. Yeah, they do. And we will do that. We, we will do, do that. that. But right now, we you do. need to go have a baby, mate. I do. Go. I do, I do, I do. Go have that baby. Go right now. All right. I will. I will. I'll, t- I'll text you about it. Good. Good. <laughs> All right, you guys. We've been good, Sheila's. Bye. Bye.